The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. We're now six weeks into our Easter season, which means we're getting close to the two big feast days that end our Easter celebration, the first one being the Feast of the Ascension. The Ascension happened 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, and in our gospel today, Jesus is certainly hinting that he's about to be departing and that the Spirit will come at Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection. The number 40 is very important in the Bible, and it's important for each one of us today. If there's a number that means something for you, it's the number 40. So I thought we could dive into the scriptures for a moment and kind of study what 40 means and then see how it applies to us uh, in our lives. So I chose just a few passages from the Bible. When you have a 40 period of time of days, weeks, or years, it means there's going to be a purification of some sort, and that will also be a period of transition to something new. So 40 means purification and transition. The first would be in Genesis in chapter 7. The world had just gone astray and Noah's there with his family and God says to him, Noah, build an ark, save your family. And like a good father, he builds the ark to save his family. That's symbolically the role of every parent to build an ark with your life to save your family. But God says to Noah, it's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. The water purifies the earth. And then after the the flood, there's the beginning of new life in the covenant God made with Noah. There's another period of 40 days, this time, sorry, 40 years. Moses had fled from Egypt because he had gotten in trouble with the Egyptian pharaoh. So he leaves to the land of Midian and he thought he was going to have a quiet little life there and 40 years in the desert and then... We read in Deuteronomy chapter 8 that God appeared to Moses after 40 years in the burning bush. 
Moses was being prepared to begin this transition for Egypt out of slavery to freedom on the journey to the promised land. Well then, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, sorry, I mixed up the, uh, the passages there. In Deuteronomy, we read that the chosen people have left Egypt, but they are now beginning to doubt God and, and, and cause problems and not really believe in him. And so, as a punishment, God has them wander in the desert for 40 years. There's a purification in the desert, and then they could enter into the promised land, the transition. Well, this continues in the New Testament. Jesus goes into the desert in Matthew chapter 4. We read, Jesus goes into the desert where he fasted and prayed 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus didn't need to be prepared or purified, but he does have a per period of preparation, which then transitions into his public ministry. And all of these numbers, 40, the reason we're talking about them is because Jesus chose to, after the resurrection, be with the apostles for 40 days before the ascension. So what purification is happening here? Well, the apostles and disciples sort of in the back of their mind had this idea that Jesus would be a political messiah. Every single day they would wake up in the morning and there in their village or town or city was the Roman army that was oppressing them. They couldn't help but want to be freed from that. They couldn't help but want Israel to rise up and be the most powerful nation. And the Messiah, they hoped, was going to do that. But Jesus, the Messiah, came in a spiritual way. And so the apostles, they're questioning Jesus in this time. Is, is now when you're going to restore the kingdom? Is now when you're going to, you know, do the whole political thing? And, and Jesus has to tell them no. And he explains that his kingdom is not of this world. The apostles also have to get used to meeting Jesus in a different way. See, he didn't look the same. They couldn't recognize him just visibly. He would come and go in a hidden way, in a spontaneous way. They couldn't control anything. He never knew around what corner Jesus would appear. But they also got used to meeting Jesus on the Lord's Day. If you think in the scriptures, when Jesus appears after his resurrection, it's always on a Sunday. Easter Sunday, he appears to Mary Magdalene. Then he goes to the upper room. He appears to the apostles and disciples. He shares a meal with them. The disciples going to Emmaus on that Sunday were walking with Jesus. He told them about the scriptures and then he broke bread with them and disappears. That day, Thomas wasn't there, remember? So Thomas is doubting in that week that if they're talking about how Jesus had appeared and Thomas is like, can't be true. And then it says the following week on the Lord's day, Jesus appeared to them and Thomas was with them. And that's when Jesus then says, go to Galilee and I'm going to meet you in Galilee. So if on the Sunday they had that encounter with Jesus, on the Monday they began walking to Galilee and it would take about a week. They got to Galilee probably on the eve of the Sabbath and they spent that Sabbath observing the Sabbath. And the next morning, the Lord's Day, Peter wakes up and says, I'm going fishing. And that's where they met Jesus again. You see, Jesus, that's why the apostles and disciples started to call Sunday the Lord's Day. That was when they would see the Lord and meet the Lord. 
while these purifications that the apostles in their lives underwent mean something for us today. Because 40 also in biblical terms means a lifetime. Why were the Israelites wandering for 40 years in the desert? It's so everyone who had failed God and not believed would have passed away and their children would have entered into the promised land. 40 symbolizes a lifetime. It's also beautiful to realize that a child is in its mother's womb for 40 weeks. So for us, if the Bible is telling us we have a lifetime, we have 40 years symbolically for a purification which makes ready our transition, what does that mean for us? Well, the transition is pretty simple. It means our transition to eternal life. Our life on earth has meaning now. This is a life in which we are to let go from so many things that keep us bound to the earth. It's to let go of trying to hope in a God that's more of a political utopia type do-gooder who just gives me stuff. But to let go of the idea that being a Christian and I, if I'm faithful to God, I'll have good health and good wealth and life will be easy. It's letting go of that earthly way of thinking. It's in your life as well. Finding the Lord on the Lord's day like we're doing now. How beautiful it is this Sunday morning. The Lord will be here. We are opening the scriptures and soon we will break the bread and receive him in the bread of life. Jesus is telling us today, my brothers and sisters, we have a lifetime to get ready for heaven. And that lifetime also tells us that God likes to take his time with us. We're all on a journey at some point and maybe you feel like you've wasted a lot of time and you're just starting the journey. That's perfectly fine as long as you're on the journey. That's what our church is for. Men and women who want to make the journey as best you can. You don't have to be a perfect Christian to walk into the doors here. Because life is usually something less than perfect. We're all struggling to get there to the end of our own personal journey. So whether you're on the beginning, the middle, the end, you belong here. God takes his time with us. Perhaps one of you has a child that's just left the faith and you know that whole go off to college and then that's the end of their religious life. Well, God hasn't given up on them. There's still a whole lifetime for them and you as the parent and grandparent, you know you're gonna pray for them to bring them back in. God takes his time and that can sometimes be uncomfortable. We like things done today. Our young people here are gonna receive Jesus for the first time today. This is a beautiful moment on your journey through life and you've prepared yourself through all of your studies to get ready for this moment and our Lord Jesus has been waiting for today when he can break the bread and share with you his life. 